Welcome back to Don't Call It Up Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We're loving. We're loving Rage of Dragons so far. We've read up to chapter 11. That's where we stopped. Um, let's do... We might have a long warm-up. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. Uh, I'd like to start us off with something that I think this book kind of made me notice in my everyday life. So something we talked about last week was how big of a deal it would be if we didn't have wood in like human history. If we couldn't develop our civilization with wood, we'd, we'd be in a bind, but we wouldn't really know it if we never had wood, right? Like if we just right, never like had it in the first place. We wouldn't place. know what we would, were missing. Exactly. You mean? And it got me thinking of the opposite situation. And I think this will make sense when I ask this question. Did we go a little bit too hard on the wheel? (laughs) Because we have like road all over the place. We've got sidewalk that have to be super flat so wheels can roll over. Did we go too hard on wheel? (laughs) I'm not saying it's not useful. Okay, I need to be clear. Wheel is very good. (laughs) Did we go too hard on it? Um, ooh. okay, so I, I, ass- are you basing this off of the assumption that we would have found something better than the wheel? I'm saying maybe, right? Okay. We found wheel and stopped looking. We stopped trying. <laughs> and now with wheel, we have to, we have to like, oh, wheel, you're so useful. We can move heavy things. Ooh, but we've got to make all this flat ground for you, wheel. <laughs> This is so stupid. <laughs> We've got to make big flat ground for you to even work, wheel. <laughs> um okay. Think of how much time we spend making ground flat so wheel is happy. What if there's a better thing? We don't need to make ground flat cuz triangle <laughs> loves bumpy ground. And we said wheel is, is the way to go. This is a great point, I'm going to say. Very good point. Um, I, I would argue that we've been working on hoverboard for a while. Okay. Maybe if we didn't go as hard on wheel, we'd have hoverboard at this point. Okay. Okay. Like if we decided we're not going to make everywhere accessible by wheel, if we were like, Hey, if you want to get to the grocery store, wheel's not going to cut it. We're not, we're going to make this place. No wheel. People think of some new stuff okay you're okay so we've 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 gone more towards like hoverboard airplanes re relatively recently Mm -hmm. we were we we did wheel i don't know how long ago let's say let's say let's say five thousand years i have no idea okay yeah. but within those four thousand nine hundred years before we started started working on hovercraft and airplane we were we were we were a little too content with wheel is what you're is yeah, what you're telling. We were way too satisfied with wheel. Like look at look at Star Wars, okay? As a great example. We've had we have ATAT, ATST. No wheels there. They they just walking around. <laughs> That's so true. No wheels. That's so true. And do they have to make <laughs> nice flat road for ATAT or ATST? No. 
They don't have to spend all the time working on infrastructure. They don't have to talk about it every four years that they're going to fix infrastructure because Wheel isn't happy. They don't. The infrastructure week is coming up. It's always coming up and it, nothing ever <laughs> happens for it. Okay. And it's all because Wheel is very unhappy with our current roads. True. Wheel is very needy. I. This is a good, this is a good point, Dan. This is a very good point. Wheel needs a lot from us. We we need to, and and here's the thing, that I think that you're trying to get at. We innovate the best when our back is up against the wall. Yes, exactly. So we've got to we've got to we've got to force wheel out of the picture, so that we can come up with something better. We're relying too much on wheel, and we're trying to we're trying to fit a round peg in a square hole. We're trying to fit a wheel in a square hole sometimes. Exactly, and it's I like agree. Maybe let's make Square. Let's give Square a try, guys. How can we make Square work? Yeah, let's optimize everything. Everything can be optimized. Um, a good point. I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep us in the warm up here. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Because I have uh, a couple movie related observations. Ooh. Sorry, this is going long. Check your check check the description if you want to skip. Uh but I've got I've got uh, I've got two but I'm not only going to do one today. Okay, all right. We're going to save an, we're going to save the next one for next week. This have you seen the movie Now You See Me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. About the magicians who do the like yes. robbery, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think that this is relevant for our podcasts. Because it's magic, and I think at the end they imply that magic is real. I haven't seen the second one, but I have also not seen the second one. I do think they imply magic is real at the end of the first one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, first, let me say I enjoyed the movie. Very entertaining. Oh, Very entertaining interesting. Movie. That is kind of a hot take in and of itself, Luke. <laughs> but let me go on a very small thing. Okay. And that is one of their tricks is they rob this like millionaire guy that they've that has been their benefactor for most of it. And the way that they do it is that they guess his bank account password or no, they change his bank account password because they do a little tricky move and get the the hints to his security mm-hmm. questions. Yes. Like they get his his like mother's maiden name and like first pets name (laughs) and i love it because like the image of this millionaire who whose bank security consists of just a couple security questions where the answer to them is probably public knowledge (laughs) it's for sure googleable if you're like wealthy people know this i love it I love it. I, I think just... it's very cute. I don't know if in the movie or if it's just you that have called this person a millionaire. We've moved past millionaire, right? At this point. For th- for this person? Or what do you mean? I mean, like, if I'm going to talk about a wealthy sponsor of something like this, millionaire don't do that. Millionaire by hmm. McMansion maybe has one Taco Bell franchise. Billionaire. Okay. Yes, billionaire sponsor, definitely. But millionaire, meh, not anymore. Okay, fair enough. I, we need something between millionaire and billionaire then. Okay, right. And I'm not doing like multi-millionaire or like hundred millionaire. That's lame. 
it is lame. maybe like uh, like wealth tax opposer could maybe be their name like hopeful dead like all their children are hopeful they're gonna be dead <laughs> you know exactly okay like a big daddy a big one a big one yeah okay all right i i don't remember in the movie are they pretending like they get to keep it or is it clear that it's like definitely still illegal that they did all this stuff oh no it's definitely still illegal okay because like for the second half of the movie the fbi is like physically chasing them okay all right rather than like i remember that yes yes uh that is insane that they were able to do that especially because it kind of implies that this this big money daddy doesn't have their money in like weird offshore tax havens and stuff that they were just able to call a regular bank and like get all the money out it's like (laughs) right right and it's all it's all one it's like one checking account that has like a hundred million dollars in it and he's like he gets like a little notification on his phone that's like hey your password was just changed was this you (laughs) he's like oh yeah i think so (laughs) i love it yeah yeah great movie great movie um that is wild that is kind of wild but you know it's magic luke so it is anything's possible speaking of magic let's get into it let's get get into rage of dragons into it first off luke i'm angry okay i'm angry at the chosen society these guys are oh sure okay obviously i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the thing with the dragons later because we have for sure a good reason to be angry at them for that i want to talk about their lack of curiosity Mm. one of the recruits for this military organization turns to mush in their sleep and dies and they call it the demon sickness what even is that, guys? Are we not curious? I was... <laughs> okay, this is a fair point. Um, <laughs> I thought that it was explained, though. It was when, explained, uh... but it's only been explained to Tao and the gift. Oh, okay. Like, nobody <laughs> else knows what the demon sickness is. Everybody else is just like, yeah, I don't know. He just turned to mush. That happens right. sometimes. <laughs> this what? is a good point. The, the, uh, the public outreach campaign for like what happens when you go into the the underworld or whatever it's called has not been successful because you can imagine that that would be like something that you would want everyone to know like hey if you go down here don't pull don't pull some magic cuz you'll die the chosen <laughs> the chosen are are pulling some abstinence only bullshit right now where they're not telling everybody about how to stay safe when they go into the demon world they're just like uh don't ever go into the demon world you'll die if you do it and all these people are like oh i guess i should pray every day because otherwise i'll go down to the demon world meanwhile the gifted are like yeah it's actually not that dangerous you just don't pull any power and you'll be pretty much fine it's like, I mean, tell it sucks them. really badly, but it's not like physically dangerous. No, it's like we need some sex positive education here where it's like, hey, if you if you have a nightmare and you go to the demon world, don't worry about it. Stay calm. 
<laughs> also, we learn that like everyone can get out of the demon world if they like do certain things, and it's like you should you should uh, put that on some ads. <laughs> right. There needs to be a PSA that's like, hey, if you go to the demon world, step one, don't touch anything. Step two, let all your breath out, and you'll come back. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's, it's not a it's not a huge thing. Meanwhile, they've got recruits turning to mush because they just didn't tell them this. It's insane. It's insane. What are we doing? It is. And the fact is insane. The fact that nobody's even curious. They're just like that demon (laughs) stuff happens sometimes. I don't know. (laughs) What are we doing? Wild. It is. It is wild. So that's part um, of the reason why I'm angry with The Chosen. Is it's like, guys, okay. come on! Yeah. Um, yeah, Just that's definitely just part. I feel like there, there's probably a lot more. And I would say, kind of in the same vein with this, so innervating seems pretty bad, right? Guys, can we not do this? It's kind of messed up. <laughs> Yeah, it's incredibly messed up. I mean, pretty much everything the gifted do is pretty messed up. Aside from, like, the the whole sending messages thing. Oh, yeah, that one seems useful. That one seems very nice and handy. But everything else, it's like, y'all... Yeah, all of their their gifts are very negative. Not very... And not, like... I feel like often we rant about the, like, mundane uses of magic that that we would like to see. Uh Uh-huh. But I actually don't think that that's possible in this. No, these are all terrible, terrible things that no one should be using. Except the messages one. Fine. Totally fine. Do that as much as you want. That's great. It is. It is great. (sighs) And And I think to give credit to characters in this book, or at least one of them, Zuri is like, I don't think we're the good guys, Tao. I'm pretty sure we're not the good guys based on what I've been learning. Right. Yes. The Okay, there's something weird to me cuz I I'm, I'm going to I'm going to move us on here. I have yeah, some notes yeah. from Let's before go. this, but Zuri has been like pointing pointing these things out like, "Oh, we might we might be the baddies." Uh and has started to like question things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But she also tells Tao this like history lesson that she seems to say like pretty uncritically where th- this, this, this story that the chosen are the like best people and that all of the other ones are like super evil because they, were tempted by like immortality or something. Mm-hmm. It's like that one. You might question that one too, right? Where where Zuri's like, now they did tell us the history of how we are the superior race, so that one we're pretty sure is true. But the rest of this stuff, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we we seem to be very very worthy. The just the best people. However. <laughs> We do really mistreat these dragons. <laughs> but just, uh, we're just, other than that, we're great. We are like the chosen ones. That's why the name, you know, the chosen. It's very good. 
the Culls suck. <laughs> I, Which I will say we are we are going towards Team Cull. I'm gonna say yeah. So, but we're not we're not there yet. Here, when we're talking about the Cull, I just want to make the point. My theory, I think, is still possible about the Cull being a a revolution of the lessers, and here's why: the legend about the Cull is an elite class that is uh has like power taken away from them by a lower class who is just like inherently worse and that to me sounds a lot like the lessers in this society where the the lessers are like not as valuable as the chosen and it sounds like a cautionary tale that the the nobles tell the lessers of like hey one time there was this this one guy who wanted the power from the chosen and he took it and ooh bad things happened so <laughs> so ooh bad guy demons right oh we don't love it we don't love yeah, it yeah i i can i can see your i can see your point i just want to say i found a lot of similarities in that story of like yes they added demons and magic and stuff but it it kind of is an allegory for the lessers and the nobles as well yeah. So. Yeah. Plus, we know that the chosen, especially the the nobles, very manipulative. Mm-hmm. As we've seen, willing to bend the truth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to go. I want to go back a little bit. Yeah. My guy, Chinadu. Go see a doctor, man. <laughs> You're coughing between every word. You don't have to. Mm. at what point do you get to be upset at chinadu <laughs> because like the first day you meet him he's got a cough totally fine like people get sick every now and then but six months go by and it's like dude you're coughing all night i get it we're in like feudal society and there's not great health care but get some leeches or something man <laughs> give give it a shot figure something out something's wrong with you I don't know what it is, right? but you, I'm not waiting for you to finish your sentence again. I'm sick of it. Yeah, Luke, I am concerned now that I think about it, that we're coming off a little ableist and like the worst kind of ableist because this thing that makes him different is like so slight. You know what I mean? Like it's just a cough and I get it. It's very annoying. And like, of course, you should be able to get this fixed guy. But also like... <laughs> If this is the bar that we're setting, okay, okay, no, I let me let, let's 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 bring it back a little bit then, okay, because I agree with you. I just want him to stop putting off going to the doctor. I see what you're saying. You're saying this is something that is fixable, but he is just like, eh, I'll go, I'll go, I'll make an appointment next week. Yeah, and then he yeah. does. Everyone's do like, it. come on, man, just like go. The copay is only forty bucks. Right. This is like a clear. <laughs> This is a clearly solvable problem. He he even has healthcare through his insur or through his employer now that he's in the military. And so right. it's like, yeah, you have no excuse at this point to go and get this taken care of. Just at least I mean, at least just go to get to try to get a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or to have someone like look at it. You don't have to accept it, man. Right, but I want a reason. I want to know why you're coughing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's fair if we're assuming that it's a fixable problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe 
maybe he's gone to lots of doctors in the past and they've already they've all <laughs> they've none of them have helped him so he's maybe like, he just inherently coughs <laughs> that's a that's a property of his existence i was surprised that he would have gotten picked though for this elite squad <laughs> because it seems like coughing would be a problem in a sword fight when yes. you're trying to take advantage of like every opportunity that your opponent gives you if my guy is is stopping to cough, I'm going to stab him when he does that. I feel like now that I'm thinking about this, I think that Chinadu is in much better shape than everyone else. Ooh. So without the cough, he's like better than Tao. At least in terms of like physical fitness. Mm-hmm. Because he's keeping up, right? And just coughing every couple of seconds. That's tough to do. That is tough to do. That really messes with your O2 stats. I think this has got to be true. Chinadu is like the the worst version of Tao, right? Where Tao, you know, the disadvantage that he has is that he's short. He's not nearly as like physically capable as his competitors. And so he makes up for that by being way more dedicated. Meanwhile, Coffee Boy over here has just got a little cough. So he's a little more dedicated. <laughs> but it's not to the same level he's like it's like if he was doing all of this but he was also altitude training right. i think is my is what i'm picturing this as right and maybe the nobles killed one of his dogs in front of him or something so he's got a little bit of an emotional like push but it's not nearly the same as tao with his dad dying in front of him you know what i mean like he's just like kind of not quite as much as tao is okay Yes, sure. I would use a different example from, from dog, but yes, I see your point. Okay, maybe cat. <laughs> One thing, just just really quick, I want to I wanna just, uh, just appreciate something that we said last episode uh, that I think you said, the Tao-Uduak bond. We love to see it. Mm, so good. We love, we love a little guy and a big guy team up. And mm-hmm. I'm really happy that we're seeing it going on right now. And it seems like, you know, there's some like wisdom being shared there too. It's it's a good friendship that mm-hmm. we're very into. We're going to be very sad when Uduak definitely dies in this third. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're going to be very sad because he's a great guy. And he's he's really helping he Tao. But uh, yeah, he's he's definitely going to die in the finale for sure. Sorry, guys. Speaking of Tao and his friends, Tao is, I don't remember who he's talking to, but he's telling like Zuri or the leader, I think his name is Jayed, Jayed or whatever the leader guy. I've been saying Jayed, but I don't know. Jayed, yeah. He's talking about how the odds are against them when they're fighting the nobles what that's like not true at all like there it's actually the opposite like they set you up against a third like the nobles have a third of the fighters of you and sure sometimes they get in an innervator but not every time and when they don't have one the odds are against the nobles tal like if you're gonna talk about it like yeah, but they're bigger, or yeah, but they're, like, they get better training. Fine, but those aren't the odds. Like, 
the odds are in the lesser's favor because there's more of you. Okay. Yes. They're not stacking it against you. <laughs> they do seem to be trying to make it fair, actually. Right. Right, because they're... Okay, the nobles have certain, like, physical advantages. Check. Uh, more training, because they can be there for, like... I think it's a mix of first through third years. Mm-hmm. So more training, probably more resources. You get an innovator. They try to make that even by putting it as, like, 50 against, like, 10. Right. I agree with you. I agree with you here that they are trying to... And at least in this... In this circumstance. Exactly. Trying to even the odds a little bit. Exactly. And I get it that like the other scales haven't necessarily won any of their fights, but that's not because the odds are like stacked against them necessarily. Like, I mean, maybe they just need to train harder, guys. You guys are doing it. (laughs) You guys have a 100% win rate. Yeah. Yeah. They are undefeated. Actually, no. Are they? I think they lost one. Oh, they did lose one, yeah. They lost when Tao wasn't there. But still, right? Like, you guys have a winning record. I have a quick question. Okay, yeah. So they're in this group that is, like, really hardworking. The whole mm-hmm. the whole scales, I think, in general, pretty hardworking. But there's, like, certain people that are more hardworking. Tao, obviously, being the extreme version, but there's others. Mm-hmm. The ones that aren't doing this, mm-hmm. I feel like they have a lot of free time. Mm. Is that true or am I like, because like so, Tao and his group come in and do it in the morning mm-hmm. and then also do it in like the middle of the day and then... And then also do it in the evening. Whereas like some group of them are just doing it in the middle of the day. Yeah. So so some people would say, well, it's sleep that they're cutting into. So everyone else is just sleeping a little bit more. They're coming to class more well rested. So their training is like uh, more concentrated, right? They're able to get more out of the training because they're sleeping more. I'm sure that's how a lot of them could be rationalizing this. But I don't think that's actually the case because I think you're right. They do have a lot of time before and after midday training. Like if you succeed in your midday training and you're only, you only go to that, you don't go to the morning session, then you don't have to do the laps at the end of the day with everybody else. And so you have, it seems like the rest of the day off. However, I think there's other credits that these students could be taking at this college. Like these are all the kids who are taking the PE credits. Like they're doing PE 24 seven, but there's also like, literature like pre-culling literature that somebody that some of them take in the afternoons (laughs) okay um i don't think that that's true (laughs) basketry but uh maybe there's i would say i would say maybe there's like some leadership classes maybe there's animal identification and it's like two animals and they're like that's a bunny (laughs) That one's a horse. We don't see those the, very often. I think it's I think it's more like that's a lizard. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a short class. <laughs> it's very easy. Which I will say, a little answer here for something that we talked about last episode. 
where are all the animals? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently the the Hedini just like burned everything. Right. Which I will say, kind of impressive. Yeah, pretty good strategy on their part. And it sounds like because... So we also learn that you can... Uh, what is it called entreating when you like command an animal you can mm-hmm. they can do it to any animal mm-hmm. potentially even humans they have they said you can't do that or you shouldn't do that but they haven't we haven't you know seen why it seems like it seems like it's just harder you gotta fight a little more yeah and i feel like we that might be coming yeah uh, but um so yeah it sounds like the yeah the hadeni killed all the animals so there are there really aren't that many animals around which is wild another wild thing about this place and I they sh- just burned the whole place <laughs> yes why incredible wild uh Torden on our subreddit Torden eq mentioned this in their comment about our episode so good call Torden. the other thing that Torden mentioned that I want to talk about because I think it's fascinating. We were talking about the trees being bad in our last episode. But Torden brings up a great point that if that if the nobles can eat avocados, there has to be an avocado tree somewhere. So okay. we we don't just have these crappy balsa wood trees out there there are avocado trees somewhere out here that's true is that what they're using for like anything that needs wood and if so how have we not cultivated avocado trees into like a big lumber industry (laughs) i'm not i don't know a ton about avocado trees okay they're like the good (laughs) ones yeah i can't answer any of your questions because i also can't definitively say i've ever seen an avocado tree so i also don't know about this i don't think that they're like oaks (laughs) but who's to say but they've got some woody bits right i assume i assume so um enough where you could make it like better gotta be better than the current wood that they're working with yeah definitely better than the current wood mostly because i imagine the current wood is like not existent in our world like styrofoam it's just like it's Mm. just a fantasy wood that doesn't really do anything but whereas we have avocado wood and like i imagine you could we could use it for something right (laughs) right Uh, yeah let's let's say yes so torden i love your comment about the avocado wood i completely forgot about that if there's avocados their wood's got to be somewhere Mm -hmm. let's see it Mm mm-hmm Let's keep an eye out for some other crops mm-hmm. here. Because there's maybe there's more. I want to I want to take us into the mind of some of the the nobles in one of the scenes that we get. Ooh, okay, let's go. So Tao and Zuri mm-hmm. are uh like sitting together hanging out in this little like circle area Mm -hmm. clearly very into each other and you're a noble and you come up and you see this woman that greatly outranks you in this with this lesser that she clearly likes a lot that's much much below you 
and you, and you decide like I'm gonna ruin this. <laughs> uh huh. I I know that this is like a very realistic thing that happens, like, and has happened a lot in our in our world. Yes. But I just I we just have to think about like going into the mind of these guys that come in and they're like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> I think. Okay. I mean, clearly this has a lot to do with class, right? Where they right. they don't want this gifted to like this lesser because this gifted is much higher class than the lesser. And they, like the noble class has to have this gifted breed with somebody that's not this lesser. Otherwise their whole, their whole like bullshit system falls apart because mm-hmm. it's all based on like busted genetic, like weird genetic shit. And so they can't have this gifted in a relationship with the lesser to keep their like bloodlines pure. And so there's for sure that like indoctrination that's working here with the nobles. But I don't think that's their explicit like reasoning. I don't think these asshole kids are coming up because they're like, we need to maintain the purity of our <laughs> of our noble blood and we can't have this. No, no, no. That's not what they're doing. For sure not. I think they're just, it seems to me like, oh, I don't want to say a power play, but they're trying to gain the favor of the gifted here. Like in their absurd, like hyper-masculine perspective, if they can push off this lesser, then the gifted is going to be into them now. And so they're like, oh, that's easy. Yeah, I can get rid of this lesser, no problem. And then the gifted will talk to me. Then it's my turn. Meanwhile, like good move. everybody with a brain is like, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't, it's it is not a wild, great guys. It's a wild choice that they made. It's a wild choice. But I keep coming back to like how wild Tao's responses to all of this are. Like, we have been reading this book. We've been invested in this world for like two weeks. And you and I both knew exactly how it was going to go. And Tao was like, no, I'm going to fight you. Like, what? Tao, you know what's going to happen. We all right. know. Okay, okay. so 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 this, ha- this event happens twice. Yes. The first time Tao is like, does it, does the, the smart thing. And it's like, oh yeah, I'll leave. Mm-hmm. The second time he just like attacks immediately. And you're right. It's like, yeah, you're going to die. <laughs> What's your game plan, buddy? You keep attacking nobles know. and barely getting away with it. Which which actually, he's gotten away with it a lot, right? Mm. You're, sa- you're saying we're rewarding bad behavior. Tao, ha- well, bad behavior is <laughs> not a great way of referring to it. But my- I guess... Uh, destructive behavior yeah i don't even think we could call it necessary i guess okay yeah i guess it it is destructive because he's trying to destroy this busted system well i mean i mean destructive to his own self-interest yeah yeah, yeah. self-destructive yes but tau has like assaulted three different nobles more outside the context (laughs) of any of these like skirmishes and gotten away with like Pretty much no consequences. I mean, I guess he got exiled 
Well, I guess his dad died the first time, and then he got exiled the second time. (laughs) Well, okay, no, but I would say that that the one where his dad dies isn't really the same thing. That wasn't really him, like, attacking a noble. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. The times that he is like really attacked a noble, Lacan, mm-hmm. and basically this time. Are there more? Yeah, well, I was also including his like sparring session at the very beginning, where he like kind of pwned this noble kid, and but he was like it was like sanctioned, so I guess that's a little mm-hmm. bit different. But yeah, the he got exiled and then he got a stern talking to. That's it. So I guess maybe he should be like trying to to push the bounds a little bit more. Maybe he's learning that it's not as self-destructive as he's he's kind of grown up to believe, right? Okay. This is this is what's turning him into a revolutionary. Mhm. Mhm. Or at least no, this isn't what's turning him into one, but this is making him believe that it's possible. Right. Right, exactly. I think that that's fair. I will say during a lot of this, uh, Tao was making me pretty hyped. <laughs> yeah. And I know he was making you hyped. Dan is getting very hyped about Tao. Uh, Dan loves a training montage. Every time when it feels like Tao's at the limit, it's we're going past it. You know, I'm getting a lot of, <laughs> we've read a lot of great, vo- or a lot of great books with this vibe. Right. Uh, the one that I can think of most clearly is the Cradle series with our boy Linden and how there's always another level and he's always finding a new way to level up. Very good. But I want to talk about specifically Tao's like phase that he's at in his training. His current training phase because he is there is no lesser that can face him because he's too good. He has decided to go into the hell world and fight demons there because he can get more training time per like real lifetime in the demon world. First small side note, do you think he's figured out how to stop pooping himself or he just keeps pooping himself every night? Cuz everybody comments about how badly he smells and I can't tell if it's like you smell like like poop bad smell or you smell like you just haven't showered bad smell. I I think that he has figured it out. I don't think that he smells... I think he just hasn't, like... He's not keeping up with his own personal hygiene. Okay. So I don't think he's... I don't think he's pooping himself. I, I hope not. But, anymore. But that's not the main point I want to focus on. Is... <laughs> is fighting demons as useful as Tao is kind of making it seem? Because you're not... Okay. When you're fighting people, they don't have, like, spike arms and like a uh, 10 mouths and stuff like when you're right this is like if he went and trained with like fighting alleg like wrestling alligators and like s- sword fighting octopus like i get it right. he's like he's like practicing free throws to get better at football <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like like i i do get he's using his swords and he is fighting but there's a difference between fighting like a grizzly bear and a person like a person does has like tactics and they like have sword fighting forms and there's certain like weak points that people have whereas like demons you don't know what what the fuck's gonna come out of the mist like it could be anything (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, true. I I would say that so he's getting a lot of training with respect to like sword sword fighting and technique. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm picturing his extracurricular training being more about like honing his battle instincts mm-hmm. and I don't know what else, but <laughs> I guess, but even then, like your instincts are going to be trained for demons, not people. Like <laughs> if I'm fighting a person, they're going to be coming up with a strategy and a plan. They're not going to just charge at me with their mouth open and swallow me. That's true. So I'm just concerned for Tao that his chosen strategy is not going to benefit him as much. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there's there's potential here for it to benefit him greatly, right? Like, yes, he is developing his, like, creative problem-solving sword-fighting skills, right? He's having to fight a whole bunch of various different things and get good at, like, fighting in whatever circumstance he's in. That's great. He's also seems like developing great control over his sphincter seems important in a battle. <laughs> We love to hear that. Great pain tolerance, by the way. Very high pain tolerance. Uh, doesn't seem which, to be which, that. Which I would say the pain tolerance thing, kind of important considering like everyone's breaking bones left and right here. <laughs> and is like ready for the next battle. Yeah. These guys are tough. There is a lot of broken bones. That's pretty wild. But yeah. Oh, shoot. Uh quick question luke because um, this is going to kind of derail us from what i was talking about but you know what that's fine they talk about how they can't make boats anymore because they don't have good wood for boats you don't need wood to make a boat you can make a boat that has like stretched animal hide over a frame and that like they don't have animal stand <laughs> yeah they don't have animals you're right what are their clothes made of Ooh, they these people are wearing clothes right what are their yeah they are wearing clothes right that's how i wanted to get to the place that we are right now what are they wearing <laughs> i feel like it's talked about that they're wearing leather who is it because that's wild if they're wearing leather well i I don't know what these like these like, like heavy jerkins like that the gambeson are. are. I am oh, I Wait, was... what are we talking about? Jute. What? You can like grow you can grow like fibers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like You're saying, are you asking like what are they wearing for armor or like general clothes? So general clothes they've got to be just wearing like cotton or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean <sighs> then can't they just use that to make a boat? Now I want to come back to the boat. Like, wax that stuff up. Ooh, do they have wax? (laughs) I have a lot of questions, Luke. How are you... What are you talking about? What are you making a boat out of, like, cotton? (laughs) Give me these blueprints, Dan. I want to see them. You know what? We've gone off, off the rails, I think, a little bit. My my point is, I, again, I just think that these people are not curious enough. I don't think they're really problem solving. I'm sick of it. Okay, you yeah, could make I, a boat would, if you really wanted. I would I would agree with that, and I I actually do want to come back to them being, uh, not very creative. Mm-hmm. 
a little bit later. Okay. But I just want to, we got to finish up on Tao because yes. Tao's, Tao's making moves and I feel like he deserves a lot of, a lot of airtime today. Yes. Uh, I do have a note that I could have written during any section of this. Mm-hmm. And this note is just, holy shit, Tao, you need to chill, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that could be in like any, uh, on any page. Basically, yeah. I think that I wrote it when he decided to go like torture himself, but he just in general, you need, I mean, could, could benefit, could benefit from, uh, I don't know, just taking a, taking a snooze every now and then. Yeah. I think you and literally him. everyone else in this book has been telling him that like literally everyone is like, Hey man, you know, you're going to die someday. You might as well enjoy your life a little bit. Uh, I know you've got those demons in you, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe chill a little. Maybe have a drink with us. And I, I guess he he kind of does that with Zuri, right? Zuri's kind of his escape from his like training and madness. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, guy. Going to Demon Just, like, World once a, we- once a week, maybe even. Sleep in, sleep in on Saturdays. Cook yourself a nice breakfast. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe do brunch. Just one day. Oh, yeah, mimosas. Sat- Saturday's, Saturday's brunch day. It's really nice. We love it. It is really nice. Okay, I want to, I want to go back. Actually, I have a, a couple observations about the world as a whole. Mm-hmm. Number one. The Hadini. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys want this land so bad? Mm. Because here's it seems like it's not great. Mm-hmm. And you're they're currently like somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, on the map it's and called the like cursed lands, I think. Yeah, but like what <laughs> Right, 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 mean? right. We don't know what that is. Because they're 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 working with some high numbers, which means able to sustain a high population. Mm-hmm. Great crops growing in the cursed lands. Uh, maybe they've got they've got weapons made out of bones. Sounds really scary, but animals. I'm assuming you got some animals. Ooh, fair point. I just I just feel like embrace the cursed land, you guys. Uh, this peninsula is not great. I don't know, Luke, because when we were first introduced to the Hadini, they seemed just like a different people. Like they seemed similar to the Chosen and mm-hmm. they were just like a different kind of like race of people. But now when they're described, they have like chronic diseases and they sound plagued. Do they? Yeah. So like. The Hidini now, whenever we see them, are described as having, like, some kind of disease about them. Mm. And I think the explanation that the Chosen have is that the goddess has cursed them. And that's why they have this this weird, like, disease. And they're, like, mutilated in a strange way. But I think it could be that the cursed lands are... B- a bad place 
okay the cursed lands maybe there's a lot of volcanic this. activity and they're getting some burns whenever they're going maybe outside some radiation maybe there's some radiation going on something is bad about the cursed lands and that's they really want to get back to the not as cursed lands they really want to get back to the land of not good trees and beaches the one that they completely ruined by burning everything yeah the one that they destroyed they decimated it yeah they want to get back okay. there okay fair enough yeah i think we also don't necessarily know their motives i will say because we don't know that they're trying to retake land the mm-hmm. the last raid that happened do you remember what their goal was no their goal was to capture one of the gifted right you remember okay. because they blew that horn and there was like a clear signal and they captured one of the gifted so we don't really know what their motivations are maybe it's just to get as many gifted as they can to help them i don't know maybe the gifted know a lot about agriculture too and they're like we need <laughs> corn help us <laughs> That sounds right. Point is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And we don't know what they're up to. True. True. They could be doing anything out there. I th- My main point is just like, huge population. Something's got to be going right. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. They're feeding these guys. Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're eating something, so it can't be that bad, is what Luke's saying. <laughs> Okay. Sure. Maybe maybe slow down your population growth a little bit. Yeah, know? that's a choice. That's just a choice that every society makes. It's like, <laughs> okay. hey, everybody had a lot of kids this year. Maybe tone it down. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Um, let me let me let me bring us to something else, and that's that our guys are not being very creative. We've talked about it a good bit. Mm-hmm. We learn that every time they use, they call a dragon, it kills one of their, one of their gifted mm-hmm. who like, and the gifted are extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. We also learn that like anyone can use the magic. Like what? Oh, <laughs> why are we not just brilliant. like sacrificing some, some lessers? <laughs> like the lessers could go in and like innervate. You're right. right. Granted, they would get destroyed as soon as the power went into them. But that's I mean, what's happening like, anyway. They're sacrificing so many of them. Yeah. Right? They're, this front line of the military just dies. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. What are we doing, guys? <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, make it a big honor. You, you, you are a uh, you're a lesser, and you're willing to go in and and do a little like innervation bomb. Uh, here's here's your your family will be taken care of. Here's some beef jerky. I know you really want this, and it's really valuable. Enjoy it. Your to so the family, because not you, because you're dead. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. The family will enjoy, it. and I guess I should say it's probably not beef jerky. It's probably lizard jerky. True. Here's some lizard jerky. Still good. Yeah. Still good. Yeah, this is a fair point. Why? Why aren't we making our cannon fodder more useful? Mm-hmm. And like, 
we don't know the intricacies of like how you train to do this right like maybe it's like sword fighting where you can't really actually train to do it unless you pick up a sword and like try and hit people and as soon as these lessers do this they're gonna die like they can't even pick up a sword to practice how to swing it because they will die immediately but it does make me wonder how many crazy experiments they're doing with these lessers though because if you can figure out how to get a lesser to do this, very useful. But, oh, pretty high death rate for those experiments. So it's got to be pretty questionable. I mean, yes, you're not wrong. But I don't, I don't know if that really fits. Like that worry really fits within this society yeah i'm gonna they say got they're like not a concerned. baby dragon chained in the basement yeah can we talk about this real quick <laughs> guys guys this is a bad thing we're doing with the dragons uh, we were worried about this last episode we were concerned now i think all of our concerns have been justified here <laughs> because we've essentially we have a hostage that we're keeping to get the dragons to do what we want and then as a consequence, the dragons are like, hey, fuck you. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> right, right. I, uh, okay. I also want to say, how gullible are these dragons? <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke, they're, they are beasts. So I don't know if they... And how many are there? How many dragons are there? Seems like a lot. Unless we're like fooling these guys time and again. Yeah. I think we might we might just be fooling them over and over again. I, I can't imagine there's that many, you know? Right. Oh. It's just guys, these dragons, you can't you can't do that, y'all. No. The children seem to be not aware of diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Because you could maybe like find a way to make this a mutual beneficial agreement right and like then i don't know you're you're doing something for the dragons i don't know what that is that probably incurs some cost Mm. but you're not they're probably not going to kill a chosen or a a gifted every time let's let's try to talk let's talk, talk it out a little bit come to an agreement i think there's there's two great explanations for this the first let's imagine the dragons are able to do diplomacy like you're able to just like hey we'll give you this in exchange for helping us and like mutually beneficial let's make a deal if that's the case yeah obviously you do that guys there's clearly there's going to be some mutually beneficial thing you can do where they don't kill one of your super valuable gifted every time you have to call them there's some deal we can make here guys i know you don't have a lot to offer but there's got to be something okay uh the other scenario is that the dragons are not capable of diplomacy they're like horses or wolves but guess what luke we figured out how to solve wolves pretty quick right if they're just like animals you can train them you can train them. we need a little pavlov action maybe maybe okay the thing is they were going to do this, but then the Hadini killed all the animals. 
and they can't make treats for the dragons. Uh, Luke, I'm going to stop you right there because they can make treats for the dragons. And given the like moral dubiousness of this whole society, I imagine the lessers would make great dragon treats. That's true. That's true. Like this society would for sure sacrifice a hundred lessers in place of one gifted. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of dragon treats. It is a lot of dragon treats. <sighs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I, you guys. Figure it out, guys. Please. <laughs> this, is, this is what Jayette and the new queen are doing, which we, like, they actually are. We do hear it a little bit, trying to make peace. And he's, Jayette treats it as if it's, like, an insane idea. <laughs> He's like, I can't tell anyone this. And then it comes out to tell. I, how, you guys aren't like discussing this every now and then. Be like, eh, I don't know if we can this time. Maybe next week. Oh, uh, they did have that raid. So I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it this week. Yeah. Well, I think it, it, they can't because it goes counter to like their entire deal. Where they're like, we're special and better than everyone else. And if we make peace, then it says we're like weak. It's like a display of weakness. Mm-hmm. And like, God, that's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, this place sucks, guys. It sucks. So it does. we're hoping Tao leads some kind of rebellion. And the calling to happens. In this world, because that'd be pretty neat. Would be pretty neat. I also, there's so much about this this culture that I, I'm curious about. If it's actually true, if it's just propaganda, how there's like different blood in different castes. Like you can't uh, enrage somebody who's lesser because their blood couldn't take it. What does that mean? Is that real? Have we tried that out yet? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I don't either. Know if we have. I don't know either. So, oh, I want these. I want these boundaries to be pushed a little bit. I want these boundaries to be pushed a little bit. Uh, we're not looking forward to Uduak's death. I'll say that again, just to remind it's you. It's coming. It's for sure coming. It's gonna be sad, guys. Just brace yourself for this. It's gonna be sad. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this queen's tournament is that what's called queen's tournament goes uh something like that i don't i don't i don't think that's exactly the name for it but close enough yeah whatever we'll see how that goes but regardless luke and i'll be back next week with hot takes still being some dumb nerds <laughs>